Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast, and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter, and you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be looking at week six of the NFL season while breaking down the San Francisco 49ers matchup against the Los Angeles Rams for betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still have a lot of action at Bet Online. I know personally I'm going to be a bit upset that I can't visit any of the actual stadiums in itself for the next couple of months because of COVID, but I will be looking forward to watching games. There's nothing more exciting than watching games while you have money on and hopefully uh, you can make some money here at Bet Online based on the game spreads, team totals, player props, and even coaching props. Bet Online is everything, and they have a ton of options alongside an online casino, so action never stops. So once again, head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Barrett Podcast and Believe Podcast Network. Now, before the break, we ended up talking about how we were going to go into the Week 6 matchup. I know last week we ended up not covering Week 5 really at all, as we ended up having Dave Mason on the show from Bet Online talking about some general trends and what he's noticed so far in comparison to normal seasons with the very unique uh, situation going on with the NFL right now. But that's in the past. Hopefully, you all of you found that uh, educational and informative. But for uh, this video, we're going to dive right into it. So without further ado, let's kick it off. We're going to start out with the road team in the spot, which is going to be the Rams. Uh, they're currently 4-1, 2-1 uh, on the road. They are in second place in the division, uh, of course, because Seattle is currently undefeated at 5-0 and after that thrilling win they had against Minnesota on Sunday night. Now, Los Angeles entered this game on a high note after beating the Washington football team 30-10 to in their last game on the road. A couple of things to break down from that matchup. Mostly their pass rush, which was absolutely fantastic. And the Washington football team ended up shuffling through a couple quarterbacks. Kylan got injured in the first half. Alex Smith took over, made his long away to return. And unfortunately, he struggled because of the fact that the Rams ended up generating eight total sacks in that game, while also forcing uh, two fumbles. None of them were recovered, but they were able to get after the pass on a regular basis. Of course, leading the way was none other than Aaron Donald, who was still the best defensive player in the entire league. As he ended up recording four sacks, and he is still in line to be the best uh, defensive player, win the award again for Defensive Player of the Year uh, again. And that comes as no surprise to anybody. However, one surprise was definitely the uh, performance of Troy Reader, who ended up having three sacks uh, in that game is that was actually the first three sacks of his career. So he ended up starting off with a bang together. Him and Donald were unstoppable. And now they're going to be looking to get after Garoppolo and uh, 
you know, that offensive line for the 49ers, which has struggled a bit more than people originally anticipated. But in the actual game itself, offensively, Jared Goff was pretty solid. He was 21 of 30 for 309 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Only got sacked once. QB rating of 86.6. Solid overall. On the ground game, the Rams ended up using a bit of a three-headed monster there. Uh, You had Cam Akers, who had nine carries for 61 yards. You had Darrell Henderson, who had 15 carries for 38 yards. And Brown, Malcolm Brown, who had eight carries for 30 yards. So even though none of them... Besides Akers, of course, did that well in terms of the yards per carry. They still totaled for 130 rushing yards, roughly uh, 3.7 yards per carry and two rushing touchdowns. So the balance was definitely there for the Rams. They'll be looking for that to carry over into this game. Leading the way in the receiving core was tight end Gerald Everett, who had 90 receiving yards and four receptions. Meanwhile, Robert Woods had 71 receiving yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup had 66 receiving yards and five receptions. Overall, solid day. They're going to be looking for another solid showcase against a 49ers team that... Well, how do we put this? Was awful defensively last week, and no other way to really put it. I know that the Rams uh, have looked like a playoff team up to this point. Uh, they have had some inconsistencies offensively uh, over the first five games, particularly against the Giants, that the offense completely just fell asleep. Against the Cowboys, they looked pretty good, but they settled for field goals. Uh, the first half against the Bills game, they kind of fell asleep as well. Before, or sorry, the. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it was the uh, second half against the uh, the Bills. They ended up falling asleep, which allowed the Bills to come from behind and to... What was it the first half? No, I'm sorry. It was the first half. The Bills ended up making... Uh, having a huge lead. They blew it, then they ended up coming from behind to win. So, yeah, the Rams were very good in the second half of the game. The first half, though, they only scored three points against Buffalo. So they have had some moments where they have looked a little bit, uh, I'd say, sluggish offensively. And the 49ers are going to be hoping that's the case in this matchup as they are kind of in must-win territory right now as the 49ers are currently 2-3 and three in possession of last place in the division. And they are also 0-3 in home games this season. But uh, the Rams overall definitely showing signs of life after last season, underachieving a little bit. They ended up having a decent overall record, but people thought they would end up making the playoffs the year after. They ended up losing the Super Bowl, and they underachieved. But now they're going to be looking to bounce back here in a primetime matchup on the road against the division rival that has done pretty well against them in recent history. But switching gears, talking about the 49ers here, there's a lot to get through. Uh, the 49ers last week, I'm sure all of you are trying to forget it, but I have to remind all of you, they got destroyed at home. Uh, the 49ers lost 43-17 to against the Miami Dolphins. Main reason why they ended up losing, of course, was the pass defense as Ryan Fitzpatrick ended up completing 22 of 28 pass attempts for 350 passing yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. QBR of 99.1, so basically a perfect game almost by Fitzpatrick. And the 49ers had no answers at all. Miami scored 30 points in the first half, then they took their foot off the gas in the second half. Uh, the main story, though, for the 49ers, besides the defense, was the quarterback, as Jimmy Garoppolo ended up returning from injury to face off against Miami, who has been struggling defensively throughout the entire season. However... Jimmy Garoppolo was awful in his first appearance in several weeks. As he ended up going 7 for 17 for 77 yards with two tu- with uh, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and he was also sacked three times. Uh, it was so bad that Garoppolo ended up getting benched and C.J. Beathard took over, who looked decently as he ended up completing 9 of 18 passes for 84 yards and one touchdown. He was sacked twice, which means that Miami ended up generating five total sacks. So the 49ers offensive line was awful in that game. Uh, surprisingly, though, the 49ers did run the ball really well. Uh, as Raheem Mostert ended up coming back, he resumed the bulk of the snaps, of course, because he's by far the best running back on the team. He had 11 carries for 90 yards. 
Uh, Jeff Wilson had four carries for 27 yards. They only had 131 rushing yards, mostly because of game flow, but they did have 6.9 yards per carry and one rushing touchdown. So I expect the 49ers to lean a little bit more heavily on the ground game moving forward. There are some rumors that the 49ers are starting to, I don't want to say sell stock on Garoppolo, but they're kind of looking elsewhere uh, for the future. Uh, we're going to see where that goes, but of course the 49ers end up making a playoff run. That's kind of a moot point. But looking at the 49ers offensively, Really not great. The leading receiver on the team was a tie between Ayuk and Kittle, who both had 44 receiving yards. That's not going to get it done. Uh, San Francisco has been struggling in the secondary, especially with some injuries. Richard Sherman suffered a setback uh, in his rehab process, so he's not going to be playing in this game either, which should lead to some potential issues as Goff has looked pretty sharp in the play-action system that McVay has set up in Los Angeles. But breaking down the defensive performances for this game, uh, looking at everything overall, they had two sacks. Aquan Alexander had one, and Hyder Jr. had one as well. Uh, they didn't do anything in terms of turnovers. Uh, they, yeah, they just did basically nothing. Uh, and meanwhile, the 49ers offensively had three turnovers. You had Garoppolo, who had two interceptions, and you also had Beathard, who lost a fumble. So really just, pretty much, they played almost as badly as they could have possibly played in that game, and it showed... I can't even say they show. I can't even say they showed real fight in the second half. It was just really ugly. But when your starting quarterback has a QBR of 1.4 and your backup quarterback has a QBR of 11.8, that's not exactly a recipe for success. Which explains why they ended up getting blown out by 26 points at home. I got to assume that the lack of fans is playing a factor in San Francisco because being 0-3 uh, in your home stadium is definitely not a good look for a team that made the Super Bowl last year especially when your home games come up against the Cardinals, who have looked decently at 3-2. and two. They have been kind of a streaky team, hot and cold, and they also lost to the Eagles at home, which is kind of inexcusable because that entire NFC East division is a complete disaster. Of course, Mullen had the worst game of his career, but you can't really lose that game, especially in a division as tough as the NFC West, where every game is so meaningful. That's definitely been an issue. But moving forward, what I think the 49ers have to do, I think they simply just have to run the ball more. It sounds crazy, but uh, because it's so obvious, but at the end of the day, Garoppolo, either he was completely rusty for not having played in so long, or he has just regressed and people have adjusted to his uh, fit inside the system itself. I'm going to lean more to the primary reason, which is the fact that he was rusty in his first game back from injury, but the Rams pass rush is fantastic. They're going to try to get after Garoppolo early and often, and I think that they should be relying heavily on the ground game with Mostert to try to either A, dominate the line of scrimmage and try to set up third and manageable, or B, just take some pressure off Garoppolo while opening up some play-action passes down the field. So I expect them to rely more on a ground game in this spot because they fell behind early against Miami and they kind of had to abandon the run, which is definitely not what Shannon's system is predicated on. It's based on a massive rushing attack, and that's how they ended up beating the Rams last year in several matchups is based on their ground game. So I expect Mostert to be fed early and often, and I think that, of course, Garoppolo will play better uh, I think that that was the worst game of his career. Uh, maybe there was a game that I'm forgetting, but that looked like the worst performance I've ever seen from him, and I think that he should bounce back. But the main question that you have to wonder is about the 49ers defense and how, with all the injuries they've had to the defensive line and to Richard Sherman in the secondary, can they really match up with the Rams receivers and their tight ends? And I think that is definitely the deciding factor for this game. I do think this game will be very close one way or another, and that San Francisco will hang around especially since if they fall to 2-4, and four, you can argue that in the NFC their season might be on the line already, despite the presence of an extra wildcard spot. So this is, I don't want to say it's a must-win game, 
but it's kind of one of those where you have to wonder just how the 49ers will respond after such an awful showing in the week prior. It's a good gut check, uh, gut check game in a primetime matchup on Sunday night where you can make the argument saying if the 49ers show signs of life, then maybe they can rally. But if they throw in the towel and they get blown out here, this could get pretty ugly uh, moving forward, especially in that really tough division. So going through the actual lines for this matchup here, the Rams are currently favored by 3.5. It was minus 3. Now it's up to 3.5. And, and the total has gone up from 49 to 51 and a half. Uh, market-wide. So the, the lines here, you got the Rams minus three and a half, and you also have the over-under at 51 and a half. First of all, when we're talking about the total, I'm going to lean to the over 51 and a half in this spot. I think that even though the 49ers want to run the ball, I do expect Garoppolo to be able to move the ball uh, more easily than he did last week. I think Russ played a factor. I think he will be more comfortable in this matchup. I think that Shannon will come up with a nice uh, ground game attack while also allowing for some play-action opportunities downfield to Ayuk and Kittle. I think Kittle should have a pretty successful opportunity here against the Rams. Now that Corey Littleton, their best coverage linebacker from last year, is no longer on the roster. So I do think that Kittle should have a solid amount of opportunities to exploit this defense. I think that the 49ers defense at the same time is underwhelming with the lack of a pass rush and the underwhelming secondary. So I do think that Goff should have some success. And this game will be close, but I think this game should get into the mid-50s. I think this game should be relatively high-scoring. So for my prediction on this matchup, I want to lean, as, as much as I wanted to lean to the 49ers in the spot for a rally spot, I can't do it. Uh, this team has really struggled lately, and losing to the Eagles and the Dolphins at home in back-to-back games are definitely not a good look. Uh, they're 0-3 at home, Rams are 4-1 overall. I know they've had a pretty easy schedule, uh, beating Washington, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles, so I am aware that those teams aren't the greatest but they were able to beat the Eagles on the road by 18 points in a similar opponent situation. Uh, the Rams have, I don't want to say that McVay is automatically a better coach than Shannon. I think it's very close, but I do think that right now with all the injuries that the Rams simply have the better overall roster. And I think that McVay is doing a better job of maximizing his talent uh, in comparison to Shannon right now. Of course, the Rams have had less injuries to deal with, significantly less injuries, but right now these teams seem like they're heading opposite directions and the Rams' defense seems poised to get after Jimmy Garoppolo. So, for my prediction on the score here, I'm going to be going with the Rams 28, and I think that the 49ers will end up with 24. So, I think this game will be very close, and this will be a nail-biter for the spread and for the total. I think this line is pretty much on the money. But for the actual prediction here, I like the Rams winning this matchup in Week 6 by the score of 28-24, to 24, which means I like the Rams minus 3.5, and, and I also like the over 51.5. So other than that, though, that's been the installment of the Van Barry Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, looking at some other key points for uh, just breaking down the actual matchups here. 49ers, even though they are in last place, still have a positive point differential of plus 10. Meanwhile, the Rams are in second place, and they have a positive point differential of 46. This division is nuts, and even though the 49ers, of course, had the... Uh, had the tough luck of losing a lot of key contributors uh, for at least portions of the year, if not the entire year, mostly Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, etc. I do think that it is concerning that at home right now against teams like the Dolphins, the Eagles, and even the Cardinals when they were healthy for week one, they've looked pretty flat. And I think that that is definitely something that's different from this year's team from last year's team is just the energy level. It just seems like this team isn't fully engaged for a full 60 minutes. And I think that is very concerning against the Rams team that is going to be eager to get some revenge on a division rival that fared 
pretty well against them last year, especially since the Rams, had they won that game later on in the year, uh, where the 49ers won that thrilling game, and I believe it was Saturday night, I think, last year. Uh, had the Rams won that game, they might have actually made the playoffs. So there is a little bit of a revenge angle here for the Rams. I think they should be able to come out focused uh, just to make sure that I'm right. Yeah, it was the Week 16 game last year, the thrilling one, 34-31, 49ers win. And, uh, yeah, Week 16, Rams finished 9-7. and If they ended up getting that win, they might have been able to creep in, perhaps. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. But after losing both meetings last year, I think the Rams should be able to bounce back, and I think they should be able to get the job done. So I like the Rams minus 3.5, and, and I like the uh, over 51.5. Other than that, though, good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.